Welcome to another edition of From the Frontlines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. Our topic today is property management, hiring, and retention. I'm here with Stacy Holden, industry principal at Appfolio. Welcome, Stacy. Hello there. So Appfolio and IROM partnered to conduct a survey on some key talent management topics, the results of which are available in the property management hiring and retention report. Could you tell us more about the survey itself? Who was the target audience? Sure. So we'll go back a little bit to the summer of 2021. Appfolio had sponsored a survey over a thousand property management professionals to gain a firmer grasp of really what was the challenges in the moment. More than 50% of the people who responded put HR, staffing, and recruitment at the top of the list, with over 74% citing it as one of their top three. Well, things have not changed. Today, we still have roughly 4.5 million Americans each month resigning. Now, within the property management space, this has always been an issue, but we really wanted to get granular on what our industry could do better. So Appfolio partnered with IRAM to conduct a boots on the ground, if you will, survey to find out exactly what the boots on the ground want. So we ended up serving property managers, leasing agents, maintenance technicians, and other staff members. We purposefully left out leadership roles as we wanted to know specifics around what the folks that do the everyday things need and want. And we got a really great cross-section of responses. Uh, For example, the average age of the respondents was 43. They had been in their current roles between one and five years. And we got representation across all sizes of companies from one to four employees to over 500. And these were companies that were located across the country. Wow, what a great sample of respondents. So according to this research, it looks like a whopping 25% of all of these employees are considering leaving their company and or the industry as a whole. So what were the top three reasons that you are finding that these property management employees are considering this move? The top three are not new to us as an industry or even outside the industry. Um, The number one was a better salary. Number two was a less stressful job, which is a little bit higher that we've seen in the past. And the number three was better, better benefits. So it seems like there's an opportunity here. How can organizations address these concerns? There is definitely an opportunity here. And I'm going to focus on the number two and the number three. It's the less stressful job and better benefits. So from a perspective of what has happened during COVID and how people are looking at jobs differently, flexibility is really, really important. And I think the word flexibility has taken on a lot of different definitions. It's not just flexibility in time, it's also flexibility in location. And if we look at our employees as a bigger picture and not just the specific jobs they do, but not only the job as a whole or how it fits within their livelihoods and their overall life, 
we can create levels of flexibility that still allow them to do their job and do it efficiently, but that mitigates that less stressful job, if you will, and that better benefits. Technology can also help us in these two things and allowing these employees to do a more efficient job and less time. And that is huge. I think all of us would like to be able to do things faster and more simple. Absolutely. That probably spans across industries, right? You bet. Um, so while all age groups are seeking higher compensation in other industries, there were some other reasons for folks seeking out those other industries, and those seem to vary by generation. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, sure. I think one of the biggest ones, especially what I would categorize with the younger millennials and the Gen Zs, is the job with purpose. People want to do a job that matters, that has impact. Uh, I am not a younger millennial, so I will be the first one to admit in my generation, it was more about paying the bills and just having a job that was fun and enjoyable, but also took care of things outside of work. The younger millennial and Gen Zs, it's really more enmeshed. As in, I'll give you an example, a property management company had a call center where people would call in and they would have an issue with their unit and the call center would just refer them to another number or transfer them to another number. They actually repurposed the job and changed it in such a way where the person answering the phone instead of here's the number you call changed to how can I help? What can I do? And their job changed to actually facilitating and taking care of the issue themselves versus sending the tenant from one number to the next, which not only increased their satisfaction, it actually increased the tenant's satisfaction because they got a higher level of service. So I think jobs with purpose is super, super important. Absolutely. So continuing on that path, let's talk about company culture a little bit. It, it looks like 32% of unsatisfied employees stated that they enjoyed their culture at work as opposed to 80% of satisfied employees saying that they enjoyed that, their culture. So what can companies do regarding creating a culture of well-being and how can technology assist us there as well? So culture is a tricky word uh, in the fact that many, many years ago, it could have been a marketing team project in school and you, or you started a company and you put them on the website. Here's our culture. Here's our values. And it was sort of a check the box. Culture of a company actually really, really truly matters to people today. There was actually a, a Glassdoor survey where over 80% of employees, they actually said they would take a pay cut to go to work for a company that has better culture. So what do people do in that to increase culture? I think from a leadership perspective, it's really being shoulder to shoulder with your employees, not that traditional, if you think about it and close your eyes, you have your manager in your office and everybody else kind of working together on the floor and there's this separation. If leaders are actually working shoulder to shoulder, not just physically, but just in doing the same types of jobs, that actually creates the creates a better culture because people are thinking, well, we're all doing this together. 
that just in itself is a huge culture lift. Technology can certainly assist in creating a better culture because technology allows us to make things easier. So imagine you're a new employee, you have that flexibility of being able to work from home, say a period of time, a couple of days a week, but you've forgotten to how, how to do certain steps within your job. Even if you have workflow type technology that takes you from step A to step B, that helps you gain confidence, that helps you do your job better, easier, you have more impact, and you have more time to spend on why you took this job in the first place, which is to make tenants and residents' lives better. So I think there is a very healthy balance between technology and what our leadership folks can do to really raise culture and make a huge impact that may not have that much of a cost to it. On the Top Floor podcast by Upfolio Property Manager, real estate leaders share how they are building resilient cultures and using technology to create space for what matters most. Tune in to hear Barry Blanton, IRAM's 2022 president, and Steve Cadigan, LinkedIn's first chief HR officer, discuss takeaways from the 2022 Appfolio Property Manager Hiring and Retention Report, created in partnership with IRAM. Listen now at appfolio.com slash the-top-floor. Yeah, it sounds like employee values are really shifting and technology can help us meet those folks where they want to be. Along those lines of technology at work, how can tech adoption impact employee satisfaction as well? Great question. And, I, and I'll go back to kind of the couple of examples that I just gave. The, if you think about you start your day and you're answering the same questions maybe two or three times within the first hour of your day, those answers, if we can automate those, that is going to make your life easier. So imagine, close your eyes for a moment, if you could take that one email that you answer that same question five times a day and automate that, would you be happier? Would you want to take that technology and adopt it even deeper into your business? I, I like to call it automate the obvious. Right? If you take those things away from you, now I have more time. What can I do? Maybe I can go above and beyond for a particular tenant. Maybe I can go above and beyond if I'm a manager for one of my employees. And if you're just doing that extra, just that tiny little bit, paying it forward in that small, small way, and a technology allows you to do that, imagine the last time that someone in any kind of service industry just did that one surprise thing that you just didn't expect. How good did that feel? Not only to them as a customer, but you as an employee because you turned a smile or frown upside down. That's right, because the smile would be, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And it, it seems like automating some of those tasks that bog folks down will really allow that time for creativity and growth, which is fantastic. Yeah. Any other key takeaways, Stacey, from the research that you'd like to share? Any surprises? You know, it was interesting. So you had mentioned we surveyed first question, satisfied or dissatisfied with your job. What we noticed with the people that said they were dissatisfied, 28% of those folks stated no changes 
in their company had been made in the last 12 months. Now, as a leader today, which by the way, being a leader is more challenging than ever, but if you as a leader have not made any significant changes within the last 12 months to your employees, I would highly encourage you to take a look at that. And what I mean by that is sometimes the most simplest of changes, whether that's a piece of technology that allows someone to work from home two days a week, or a piece of technology that allows someone to be serviced up what they have to do next on their phone versus having to be behind their desk. Some of these solutions don't have to cost money, even if it's jumping in and again, being shoulder to shoulder with your employees and giving them the feeling that they're not alone, giving them the feeling this is a one team and we're going to win together. Those 28% of companies, I think when it comes to retention and employee satisfaction, you will see a huge, huge difference. Again, it can just be the tiniest thing to even knowing your employees as a person, whether they are going to go on vacation and you give them a bottle of sunscreen, something very, very simple. And so I think as leaders, we can make a huge impact if we just take a step back and look at our employees as a whole. Well, this report is really a wealth of information from those boots on the ground, as you said, and can serve as a roadmap really for organizations. Where can people access the hiring and retention report? Great question. Uh, you can go to atfolio.com forward slash industry with the dash insights, and you will be able to download the report from there. Wonderful. Thank you. It feels like we're really at a moment of opportunity here. So thank you for sharing all this great info and, and your findings, Stacey. Well, and thank you for the partnership. Uh, IRM is such a great organization, and I'm so excited about this survey because it really does focus on the individuals that do the everyday things. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Visit irem.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.